You're listening to the Story of Buddha Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about Buddhism food. This is a new series here on the Story of Buddha Podcast, uh, where we'll be covering Buddhism food, uh, culinary ingredients, um, interesting items that they eat, um, stuff like that. So today we'll be covering Buddhism, uh, popular Buddhism foods. Following its dominant status in most parts of Southeast Asia where Buddhism is most practiced, rice features heavily as a staple in Buddhist meals, especially in the form of porridge or kanji as the usual morning meal. Noodles and other grains may be served as well. Vegetables of all sorts are generally either stir-fried or cooked in vegetable broths with seasonings and may be eaten, eaten with various sauces. Traditional eggs and dairy are not permitted a majority of the time, but seasonings will be informed by whatever is common in the local area. For example, soy sauce and vegan dashi figure strongly in Japanese monastery food, while curry and thung as vegetable fish sauce uh, and thung as a vegetarian replacement for fish sauce may be prominent in Southeast Asia. Sweets and desserts are not often consumed, but are permitted in moderation and may be served at special occasions, such as in context of a tea ceremony in a Zen tradition. Buddhist vegetarian chefs have become extremely creative in imitating meat, using prepared wheat gluten, also known as shitan, kaofu, or meat, wheat, meat, soy, such as tofu or tempeh, agar agar, found in Japanese food, which is like a jelly-like substance, konyaku, which is, um which is like a, a type of yam and other plant products. Some of their recipes are the oldest and most refined meat and analogs in the world. Soy and wheat gluten are very versatile materials because they have can be manufactured into various shapes and textures, and they can absorb flavorings, including but not limited to meat-like flavorings, garlic, and onion. While having very little flavor of their own with the proper seasoning, they can mimic various kinds of meat quite closely. Some of these Buddhist vegetarian chefs are in many of the popular monasteries and temples across the world, which serve allium-free and mock meat, also known as meat analogs, dishes, to the monks and visitors, including non-Buddhists, who stay for a few hours or days, to Buddhists who are not monks but staying overnight for anywhere up to weeks or months. Many Buddhist restaurants also serve vegetarian, vegan, non-alcoholic, or allium-free dishes. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Buddhism Food Series here on the Story of Buddha Podcast. We appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye.